Welcome to Sorry I'm Asian. I'm your host Barnabas, and I'm podcasting from Wellington, New Zealand. Hello everyone. Since my last podcast, the global situation has changed dramatically. The Ukrainian-Russian war is truly terrible and really highlights how dangerous Putin is. He's 69 by now, older than my parents. Seems like he wanted a whole new country for his 70th birthday. I told my father, Dad, please don't invade another country when you get to Putin's age. Watching the war unfold is genuinely frightening. Europe hasn't had such a war since World War II. But I want to take a look at the bigger picture here and offer some hope. If you read about recent history on Ukraine, you know that corruption runs rampant, similar to Russia. Powerful oligarchs run the country. However, in recent years, steps have been made towards fixing this. President Zelensky ran on a platform of an outsider willing to clean up corruption. Creating a stable, clean democracy takes time, and there will be bumps along the road. The story of comedian-turned-president Volodymyr Zelensky is actually an intriguing one. As an actor-comedian, he actually studied law, but he focused on his acting career after university. He actually wrote a comedic TV series, Seven of the People, which was broadcast in 2015, where he plays a teacher who is secretly filmed criticizing politicians, and whose video gets unleashed on YouTube. Because of this, his character gets enough votes to become president, and the series covers his career as the president. It's a social commentary on the state of politics and society at the time in Ukraine. Using his TV show as a springboard, he ran to become the real president and succeeded in 2019. The true test of a person's character, beyond words, is his actions. Many thought Zelensky would flee, turn tail, and run when the invasion began. Instead, he stayed. And he rallied his people, his soldiers, his allies, and the world against Russia. Everyone thought this would be over in a week tops. Instead, what we see is a highly united and motivated country hell-bent on kicking out the Russian army. A true David and Goliath story. And I want to emphasize this. Good ethical leadership matters. We often have stories of failing corrupt societies falling into decay, but we almost never hear in the news about how societies rise to become flourishing democracies. That's something I think the mainstream media almost never covers because it doesn't sell. It's not sensational enough. Scandals, conflicts, and flashpoints are what sell. These are emotional stories that tug at our heartstrings. Boring consensus and policy making and success stories generally aren't memorable. The news is shallow and quick and immediate. But understanding history and facts and long-term trends takes thought and complex analysis. What led to the conflict is just as important as the latest war news, especially if the reader is not from the region and does not understand the culture and context. I've been reading up articles detailing why this is happening, so let's highlight a couple of positive long-term things that have happened. Number one, democracy and not authoritarianism is winning. Look at the leaders of the ex-Soviet countries, Poland, Czech Republic, and Slovenia that visited the capital of Ukraine recently 
I mean, really think about that. I don't think most people in New Zealand would be able to point these countries out on a map, much less their history. These are ex-Soviet countries in NATO and the EU. All three are democracies, albeit with flaws. They all visited to show their support for this fledgling democracy. Putin invaded because he saw Ukraine align itself more with Western democracies and economies, and he didn't like that. He didn't want a more democratic, free society. He wanted to control them, to mold them to his will like he molded Russia to his will. You don't invade a friendly country. Number two, the world and many companies have pulled out from Russia. The Russian economy is tanking. This war is unsustainable for them. The world, thanks to globalization, is more interconnected than ever before. In such a world, military war is a crude political tool that has no real place. Number three, social media and the internet, for all their flaws, have really helped spread the plight of Ukrainians. The world has come to Ukraine's aid, giving them money and equipment. Would President Zelensky's efforts be as effective without the internet and social media? Number four, all that corruption has turned the Russian army into a paper tiger. Without ethics and transparency in government, the military funds that were supposed to have been spent upgrading the military were siphoned away due to corruption. The Russian army's morale is low and they lack the logistics to continue the offensive. Putin has surrounded himself with corrupt people and generals who have enriched themselves at the cost of others and produced propaganda to constantly brainwash the population. That's not the sign of a strong nation or army. The rot of Putin's government, economy, and society is telling. I do recommend reading more about the conflict from world-leading and trusted newspapers and magazines like the New York Times and The Economist. Good quality information is out there. You just have to look. It's very often free thanks to your local library. So hopefully that explains the silver lining to this war and current world affairs. Yes, we've seen the rise of dangerous right-wing fascist movements in recent years, but equally we have seen how they are loud and obnoxious and there has been a substantial pushback against them. And yes, the pervasiveness of the internet and social media means corporations like Facebook and Google seem to know more about people than governments. And yes, climate change denial is on the rise. And yes, anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists are growing in number. I am very much aware of the battles on these fronts. Each of these is a lifetime of work and study and PhDs. But let's not forget how far we've come in the last few decades. Progress is uneven and multifaceted, but it's still progress. In more local news, the government has cleared off the anti-vax protesters in front of parliament and life is slowly returning back to normal in that area. That's a small victory right there. Until next time, stay safe everyone.